0: And in 2020, we started thinking like, why not apply everything that we know from verifying people to business verification? How crazy would it be if we create a solution that is able to verify a business, all its owners, scan through all the sanctions list, all in under 30 seconds? That would be crazy. That's unheard of. Um, but now the vision is growing even bigger because after testing a lot of onboarding solutions, such as Revolut, Wise, Binance. We discovered that it's becoming so much more than just AML compliance and being compliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's more about uh, cost efficient, fast uh, onboarding of customers.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Future Of here at Nordic Fintech magazine. My name is Chris, I'm head of content, and today we're going to be talking about Rectech. Digitalization of businesses has made things more convenient for consumers, but has also come with this set of new challenges. Problems arising from the non-physical nature of many new digital businesses has led to instances of fraud, crime, and other illegal activities perpetrated by businesses that hide behind the relative anonymity of the digital world. Enter Vespia, the tech company from Estonia, proposing an innovative solution to keep businesses in check. We recently had a fascinating conversation with Julia Rond their CEO and co-founder whose ambitions are not limited by the sky. Julia, who was an early core team member of Verif, the identity verification unicorn from Estonia, and Anton, her co-founder, are bringing all their experience in people's digital verification to bear into their innovative solution for businesses. Learn how Vespia's pre-verified and up-to-date passport for businesses not only promises to solve the issue of validating the legitimacy of companies but also their ongoing monitoring process, all while making onboarding for partners, investors, suppliers or customers fast and convenient. You'll be blown away by the boldness of Julia's vision and her resolve to make business interactions safe and trusted. Julia. Chris. Thank you so much for coming. It's great meeting you.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, All right, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about about who you are and what you do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm Julia Arundt, I'm the founder and CEO of Vespia. We are a regtech tech company and our core business is we verify companies. And also we're in the process of building a new digital identity for companies. Right. My background is uh, business verification, identity verification. I was an early core team member of Verif, mm-hmm. an identity verification unicorn from Estonia. Yep and uh, also i'm a big star wars and batman enthusiast so uh some hints of it you can actually see in our vespia brand as well right (laughs) and uh, as a female founder i really like supporting different projects that motivate um engage uh, uh, females to get more involved in rec tech and tech and startups.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, there's a lot of there. So we'll be we'll be touching on some of those things that you've just introduced. But before we do that, tell us what's Vespia's uh, core value proposition and what's the problem that it's solving in the market? Mm-hmm.
0: So Vespia started as a business verification slash AML compliance uh, solution. Um, Our core vision for it was that we want to make uh, business verification super accessible, easy, even mainstream, if I can say it that way. Um, Because uh, when COVID hit, a lot of the businesses started going online and they discovered that in order to onboard and verify their customers, they cannot really meet face-to-face with them anymore uh, and travel somewhere, right? And actually see, uh, is there a real warehouse? Is there a real office? Is there a real person behind this piece of paper of a company? Um, So they realized that they need some sort of automated way of onboarding and verifying business customers, partners, investors, suppliers, you name it. Everybody needs verification. Um, So we thought that it's going to be just an automated, uh, accessible, cheap uh, product that anybody could use, either you're a compliance officer or one woman CEO that needs to onboard some investors, for example. Um, But now the vision is growing even bigger. Because after testing a lot of onboarding solutions, such as Revolut, Wise, Binance, We discovered that it's becoming so much more than just AML compliance and being compliant. Uh, It's more about uh, cost-efficient, fast uh, onboarding of customers. Because on average, it can take anything up from two weeks to four months to just verify and onboard one business customer and open an account to them.
1: That's in Estonia or anywhere? Anywhere, anywhere.
0: If you look at the process of Binance, you need to upload twenty-five documents. You need to wait for a few months, and your cu- their customer support also will ping you, saying that something is wrong with your application. Please attach more documents. We don't understand, etc. So we uh, were thinking like how to solve this problem of slow onboarding, um, and discovered that. A digital identity for businesses would be a perfect solution because whenever you want to open an account, mm-hmm. you can just show the Vespia passport. We call it Vespia passport, and you get onboarded in a matter of seconds. It's going to be pre verified information that is always up to date. Uh-huh. Um, and the second use case that we're trying to solve is monitoring. So once you have a Binance account, you're finally onboarded, you're happy, you ha- have your account, um, they keep. Uh, pinging you with questions every few months or so Mm -hmm. because they need to monitor the business relationship and keep you an eye on you, right? Has anything changed in your company, please attach more documents, Mm. have you moved, etc. And this is with many platforms, Binance, Stripe, I'm receiving these emails constantly. Mm. So um, with Vespia Passport this will solve this issue as well because the information will be always up-to-date and uh, those platforms will be able to just pull the information from the passport and uh, (laughs) It
1: will always be verified okay wow well, so, so <laughs> i'm going to tell you what just happened you've just made me aware of a problem that i didn't know existed and I you just made me aware of a solution and this is this is really cool so let me just ask a few more things about about the problematic so if i think about countries that have a digital id for citizens uh estonia the nordics denmark sweden norway um most of the the, the The processes that you go through as a citizen are validated because you have a state-issued digital ID. Now, when you open a business, you also have to register with the state. Now, am I understanding correctly that that registration, what would be a VAT number or a CPR in Denmark or whatever it's called, it's not sufficient to keep tabs on the authenticity of a business?
0: That is correct. Um, In many countries, as most of the countries, I mean, we Europeans were used to this uh, convenience, especially we Estonians, uh, that uh, we have a commercial register, uh, we register there, everything's super fast, uh, we can uh, verify ourselves using a registration code or, as you said, VAT number, but it is a problem for uh, many other jurisdictions outside of uh, Europe. Um, There are so many gaps in the data. Uh, Commercial registers basically have nothing, but uh, pulling information from commercial registers is just a must. It's just because the law says that you need to pull information from there. But the value of that information is close to zero, honestly. Right. Because, uh, yeah, you you will not find a lot of uh, ownership information, um, like anything useful uh, in most commercial registers is missing so uh what method we are trying to use in order to solve this um because early on we discovered that there are gaps in the data you cannot just base your decision purely on uh, something from a commercial register so we are actually involving the companies themselves into the verification process and asking them those questions and uh, motivating them to provide us more information Uh, when it comes to commercial registers uh, companies are not motivated to provide too much information. They're providing usually the bare minimum, right? Because yes. they're not getting rewarded. They're, it's just, you know, uh, nothing, nothing like that. So we actually are in the process of creating this reward system a Web3 ecosystem where you will be able to earn uh, rewards, tokens, NFTs, you name it, still thinking about it, Um, and uh, uh, if you provide more information, you will earn uh, more rewards and you will be earning also a reputation. So other companies in this ecosystem will see that you are a a reputable business and you are super transparent and providing all this information. Um, This is how we're trying to solve the issues. You would think that the commercial register is a legitimate source. It is, absolutely. It's a governmental source. However, the original source, who is providing this information into the commercial register, mm. is the business itself. Yeah. So we're trying to remove the middleman and just go straight to the original source, the business.
1: Wow, it, it is interesting. In, in the conversation that we've been having recently, we, we keep hearing that transparency is basically becoming the, 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 the currency of trust. And, uh, and, and I think it's, it's very much needed. Now, help me understand, how is it that you authenticate the, the, the validity of, of these organizations? What, what type of information do you ask them to provide and how do you verify that what they're providing is legitimate? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, so we provide, uh, we go by the rule that it's better to get more information than less mm-hmm. um, and we always compare it. It's all about comparison to the sources that are out there. so uh, And also the law, of course, AML law uh, requires you to actually have those sources. Uh, the commercial registers, the PEP sanctions uh, lists, databases, Um, All these things are included in the Vespia solution Mm -hmm. and we have them running in the background and always comparing this information. Um, Also, uh, the cool thing about Vespia is we're actually doing data enrichment. Mm -hmm. We're using a lot of alternative sources that nobody else is using. I'm talking social media. You know you can find a lot of cool information on LinkedIn about the founders and what they're actually up to. Right. Um, Also location information, we're using uh, crypto wallet information, blockchain. Uh, information so and we're combining it all into one uh, overview of a company and uh, the customers who need to verify this company they look at it and they make a decision
1: right okay um, now um, help me I, I get to ask the the obvious questions and that's because I, this is brand new to me but why do we need to verify companies
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) we get that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for the longest time, it was uh, like a VIP club. Uh, What is business verification? What is compliance in general? It was like a playground only for the banks and some Mm -hmm. some sort of obligation of the financial institutions and nobody else cared about it. And then um, anti-money laundering regulations changed. For example crypto was added to the list of uh, obligated yeah. uh, so crypto is currently very very uh, monitored um and uh, they have become very sophisticated i must say with their AML uh, policies so that's very good um so it's one thing is the obligation so there are a lot of industries that are obligated to verify uh business customers when onboarding them and when maintaining that relationship uh, with the businesses. Um, so yeah, uh, whenever you onboard business customer, business partner, investor, supplier, any sort of cont- counterparty that is a business, uh, for many uh, businesses it's a it's a must. It's an obligation. Um, however, I mentioned that we discovered early on that it's becoming more than just an obligation. It's uh, more about trust. Yeah. Um, so at some point, we started having these conversations with uh, such industries as the sharing economy, onboarding drivers, couriers, um, property, Airbnb. I'm talking Booking.com with some fake hotel listings on on, on the. Yeah, yeah. There were some scandals there. Um, yes. Uh, All these entities, participants of these ecosystems uh, are oftentimes business entities. And uh, for the business owners who need to verify them, they don't need to actually verify them. Um, They just want to, because they want to trust, they want to know who they're dealing with uh, in order to avoid any sort of um, problems.
1: Right. I can see that the regulatory part, you have to do it, and it's compliance, you must do it. But what I understand that you're saying now is that there's a business incentive for companies to voluntarily provide more information because it raises their level of transparency and that positions them as a trusted partner for customers and, and other organizations that, deal, that they deal with. Right, so so when you talk about rewarding them, I think intrinsically there's already a reward that I should encourage them to, to be open and, and, to, and to participate. Um, tell me a little bit about the risk that you undertake as being the stamp of approval that says yes this is a business that you can uh confidently competi- deal with
0: yes the thing is that uh we are the ones who do everything in our power to provide uh you with information Mm -hmm. and an overview that uh, will allow you to make a decision regarding a company, but uh, we are not the ones who are making the final final decision. We are just making everything in our power uh, using AI actually as well Mm -hmm. to make your decision-making process um, smooth and easy and, and fast right um but the final decision is always up to you because we don't know your risk appetite uh, in enough. terms of uh, are you willing to take a risk uh, uh with this with this company with this business deal uh so the final decision always up to you all
1: right and so tell me more about how you use ai to to compile that information and then to put it together
0: a few years ago, there was this trend um, in, in our uh, business verification industry that everybody was trying to be an aggregator of data. Mm-hmm. So it, it was all about who has the most sources, who has the most uh, integrations to different commercial registers. Um, but uh, we found early on that this is not the uh, road we want to take, because we don't like this concept of you know having a lot of registers, ha- having a lot of databases connected to us. Compiling compiling this data and just throwing at the customer mm. and let them figure it out. Right. Um, you know, if you order uh, reports from like uh, an investigation company uh, of sort or an auditing firm of sort, uh, it will take them. A few months to verify a company, and they will provide you with a report on on like 150 200 pages, and you will it will take you probably months to you know analyze this whole uh, data and make a decision. By that time, the deal most likely is already gone, (laughs) so uh, or it's maybe the conditions will change for that deal. So it's all about uh, efficiency, and uh, what our AI allows you to do is make a decision whether you want to work with this company or not in under 30 seconds. So uh, we highlight all the risks connected to this company, Um, you know, how old the company is, where the people inside it, anybody sanctioned or or maybe politically exposed person, etc. We also do risk scoring. So we provide general uh, scores to all the uh, risks associated with the company. Mm and uh, also uh, the cool thing again about us that we do (laughs) that nobody else is doing we provide uh, industry uh, analysis so we do data reasoning uh, because for example in the construction sector and in the financial sector these are two different sectors there are different risk factors there you cannot just you know take two companies out of them and just compare them they're not uncomparable so we actually provide an overview of the industry and what are the typical risk factors there in the construction for example when you're verifying a construction business what is the oldest building that they have built for example or we did this campaign where we verified a bunch of nonprofit organizations and uh, uh, we found that uh, a big risk factor is wh- where is the money actually going? Uh, how right. much is being spent on the actual, you know, people of Ukraine, for example, and how much is uh, spent in the actual nonprofit inside it uh, for the operational costs. Yeah. So all these industry factors uh, we take into consideration and again we do data enrichment we involve a lot of alternative sources and uh, yes uh, social media location information uh, blockchain information and another thing is predictive analysis so we really want our ai to show you what will happen with this company in a few years because in the moment maybe the deal is very appealing but in a few years maybe the company is actually you know bankrupt um, and you're stuck with the contract
1: wow that's it's fascinating that you that you can know all those things with, with technology these days. Um, now, help me understand. Well, we know that digitalization is, is basically opening an entirely new realm for criminals to operate and to and to fool the system. Uh, you talked earlier about hotels that don't exist and, and the sharing economy having a, a lot of incidents about this. What other what other things should we be aware that are currently in the works? Uh, that, perhaps and, and financial crime that are becoming more sophisticated thanks to digitalization?
0: Well, we need to keep in mind that there, was, there will always be some sort of a small percentage of uh, money laundering and fraud. Um, hate to burst that bubble, but it's, it's the fact. Yeah. And uh, I would say that these days it's not so much about money laundering because oftentimes it is an inside job of sort or some sort of inside factors that mm-hmm. have contributed to this uh, money laundering uh, scandal of sort um so these are usually planned uh, activities Um, nowadays the technology is so advanced that it's uh, highly unlikely that some sort of a hacker will hack into a bank and you know steal some money Uh, the technology these days is very advanced Um, i would say it's more about um, the regulatory aspect Uh, it's uh, higher chance of you getting fined for not doing enough aml mm-hmm. uh, just recently uh, there was a scandal with Robinhood, who was uh, fined for 30 million dollars for not uh, having enough AML processes yeah. and policies yeah. so you know it's it's a higher chance of you getting fined for not doing enough than actually uh, getting scammed uh, this is in terms of like the bigger uh, industries bigger uh, businesses um, I would say like the, the biggest issue I, I see at the moment is the lack of data mm-hmm. and the companies uh, not being motivated to provide uh, too much data. Right. I see that's the biggest challenge. Um, maybe we're being a bit naive with ESPIA, but honestly, from our experience, we see that most of the companies, they do want to be transparent mm-hmm. uh, if they're getting something in return, if, if, if it results in an open account. Uh, getting onboarded to a platform of sorts, starting a business relationship, then they're willing and able to provide all the information. I'm sure that, uh, you know, Binance uh, has more information about companies than a commercial register of sorts.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, (laughs) because you're providing a differentiator that makes them more competitive and you're driving more competition in the market. Now, uh, let's let's shift gears a little bit. You as a founder, you, you could have chosen any field to go in. Why did you choose to go into business verification what what attracted you from from that area?
0: Yeah, so as I mentioned uh, earlier at uh, my first verification experience was in verif yeah. uh, so verifying people mm-hmm. and After that I just started exploring other possibilities and I fell into business verification mm-hmm. uh, by that time, it was still in its baby shoes, I would say, and nobody fully knew what, what it is. Why would you need to onboard and verify businesses? Um, and it was quite still manual and expensive and slow, and you know a lot of paperwork and etc. And I met with uh, my co-founder Anton, and in 2020 we started thinking like, what if we apply? because he's also familiar with identity verification, digital identities, uh, verification of people. And we thought, why not apply everything that we know from verifying people to business verification? How crazy would it be if we create a solution that is able to verify a business, all its owners, scan through all the sanctions lists, all in under 30 seconds? That would be crazy. That's unheard of.
1: Right. Um, you mentioned at the very beginning that uh, you're a big Star Wars fan and, and a big Batman fan. Uh, am, I, am I imagining things if I try to make some correlation between fighting crime and fighting uh, mm-hmm. business crime and then, and then your, your, your passion for, for science fiction? And...
0: Yeah, so Star Wars, yeah, honestly, it uh, taught me that uh, when it comes to building startups, businesses, tech products, sky is the limit, or the universe is endless, <laughs> as, if we can say it like that. Um, that's, um, I didn't want Vespia to be another um, old-school dinosaur type of uh, solution. Mm-hmm. Um, in in Rectech, it, it's always a threat that you can get stuck in this uh, loop of reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, because oftentimes you come from this traditional background of banking and auditing and legal and uh, you have this mindset of what is possible today and only today in the scope of the regulations and of the law. (laughs) Whereas with Vespia, we immediately decided that, hey, okay, let's of course follow the regulations and create a solution for AML compliance, etc. but also let's build the future. Honestly, we want to go to Mars. We want to verify colonies and businesses on Mars with Elon. This is a vision, this is the dream and it's so cool that it actually is resonating uh, with people i was i was quite nervous honestly with with because vespa is pretty much out there rectech is still very sophisticated professional suit wearing you know um, but vespa is pretty much out there you can see it from our website like the the eyes inspiration from batman actually the the eyes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, So, I was a bit nervous, uh, but we didn't want to sacrifice our our real uh, core. Uh, because that's that's essentially who we are. We wanted Vespia to be this approachable, fun, but at the same pro- time professional uh, brand. And it's uh, very cool. And the superhero theme is really resonating with uh, potential hires, I must say, like people really uh-huh. coming to interviews uh, with us and immediately talking about, oh, I want to be a superhero. They already know their superpowers that they've mentioned during interviews. It's, it's uh, very cool to see. Okay, I'm
1: glad you mentioned uh, hires because that correlates to the next question I have. You're based in Estonia. Uh, we know it's an extremely ambitious nation, but it's still a, a tiny market with perhaps some some limitations with regards to talent. So. What challenges have you found in in recruiting the right talent for your your organization?
0: We are a fully remote team. Uh, We have uh, no office at the moment. Uh Still thinking whether we need one actually. Uh, We're currently a team of uh, 15 people uh, from uh, Ukraine, uh, Finland, Spain, Estonia, uh, we have a guy in Turkey as well, actually, uh, yes, so we're all over the place, so we have not found it super challenging to to hire new talents, because just whenever we put out this Vespia logo out there, people just keep coming.
1: <laughs> if I find it so inspiring when, when, when uh, companies like yourself, they come and just you completely Smash, uh, you know, status quo, and then and, and you just think like, well, yeah, why do you need offices? And then we tend not to think about it because that's the way it's always been done. Uh, so that's always very exciting to hear. Now, um, your your company is is young. You've been around for a couple of years, uh, and you're you're tackling a, a big problem. So uh, you have huge ambitions, which we thoroughly admire. What has been so far the achievement that you're most proud of in your journey?
0: I believe that the biggest achievement is yet to come, honestly, Mm -hmm. Uh, but so far just launching the Vespia brand uh, and uh, surrounding ourselves with uh, these uh, cool early adopters Mm -hmm. uh, from different industries, uh, onboarding the first 200 businesses to our uh, solution. Uh, it, it has been very cool. Uh, one thing also is we did this, uh, hosted an event together with Binance, which was a big honor for us yeah, because wow. they are our like dream customer. We really want to improve their onboarding flow. We really want to do that. Right. So, uh, so yes, we hosted an event, a panel discussion with them, uh, talking about crypto regulations. Um, also, we started the co operation with eResidencia of Estonia. Again, amazing people, amazing brands. Um, Yeah, and in terms of the future, future milestones include um, launching the first version of the Vespia Passport, we're currently doing a few uh, pilots and probably uh, in Q4 of this year, you will see the first uh, first versions of yeah. the Passport. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably in a year or, or two, we will start uh, issuing the actual uh, Vespia Passports, the, the live versions uh, of it, cool. and onboarding early adopters.
1: All right, and tell me a little bit just uh, briefly about your business model.
0: Yeah, um, so we actually took some inspiration from WISE, Mm-hmm. They really inspired us because before them, it was pretty unheard of that money transfer can be so cheap yeah. and easy. Um, so we also uh, introduced a pay-as-you-go concept to business verification, which is quite revolutionary. Nobody else is doing it. Usually, you need to, you know, pay per module. You need to get five modules of a solution. You need to integrate them all. It's, you know, it's expensive and uh, slow. So uh, with us, you can just register. in Vespia dashboard, uh, add your credit card and you can start using it immediately and you will see all the prices inside the solution. We're super transparent regarding pricing and how they are uh, created actually. So uh, we take the original database fee plus uh, a small commission on top. And for those who want uh, something extra, want integration and uh, uh, want to put their logos into uh, some sort of a custom flow, then we do provide the enterprise uh, package as well
1: okay um, just to close uh, you've given us your vision for Mars uh, if we bring that a little bit closer to let's say 2025 uh, where do you hope to be in 2025 and what what role will basically play in the in the overall uh, fintech ecosystem
0: Yes, uh, let's be, let's think big here, uh, becoming a unicorn or almost a unicorn by that yeah. time. Uh, so we have three years. I think it's realistic, I think we can make it happen. <laughs> so uh, one thing is that we really want uh, millions and millions of businesses using the Vespia Passport. Um, so that that is a, a big one that we want. Also, yes, uh, on, on our way of becoming a unicorn, and my personal goal as a female founder, I really want to be the uh, a female founder of a unicorn in Estonia. Because do you know that there are ten unicorns? We've been talking about that. All are here. male male founded. Okay. B- brilliant uh, guys, brilliant uh, startups. But I really want more of us uh, girls to be heading the the unicorns of Estonia. Right.
1: Well, I have to say, it's, it's always inspiring to listen to ambitions like that. Uh, people who think big and who have the ambition to, to carry those things through. So thank you so much for coming and sharing that with us. Thank you, Chris. It's been really nice meeting you. Thank you,